This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Midland Community Stadium, nice press box. To college. Michigan State. It's their Super Bowl to play Michigan. To the pros. Riley Patterson, not trustworthy. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. We are back. Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari inside our Blazy Electric Studios. The only person back is you. That's right. You left. Well, we as a collective. That's that's kind of the, the three best amigos. Part of Better as a team. We are back with the payoff presented each and every day by the Forward Corporation. Glad to have you with us on a rainy Thursday here in the Great Lakes Bay region from wherever and however you're tuning in. And You might be tuning in the next day. You might be tuning in on a Friday, a Saturday, a Sunday. Podcasts of the show archived each and every day, just minutes after we get off the air at 7 o'clock, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a Spotify guy. John is an Apple guy. I'm an Apple guy. Weird. Weird. Spotify. Of course, of course, yes. I mean, I have Spotify, but for podcasts solely, I go out. Yeah, but you've got probably the uh, ad-supported version of Spotify. No. Oh, I wow, pony up. Uh, I cover the whole family, too, by the way. It's one of the few things. The All dad, right. the sister. Right. Yeah, He's got everything on his back. We're going to set the table early. Of course, it's a Thursday. We've got picks coming your way at the bottom of the outer hour, including an in-depth deep dive on Michigan and Michigan State. We've got a giveaway coming your way, of course, at 632. A pair of $25 gift cards from the Midland Habitat for Humanity Restore. $50 in gift cards to the Habitat Restore here in Midland. Just text in on the Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. Text in RESTORE. That's the key word today. RESTORE, R-E-S-T-O-R-E at 989-837-6125. We'll give it away to a random texter at 632. We've got to get into it, fellas. Breaking news today mm-hmm. via The Athletic and Yahoo. The NCAA investigating the University of Michigan football program amid allegations of sign stealing, as was announced in a statement from the Big Ten today, Thursday. And so for folks who have not heard that just yet, they're driving around on a rainy Thursday night. Kind of a big one here. Sign stealing allegations against the University of Michigan football program amidst other investigations currently taking place with the University of Michigan football program a statement has already been made by athletic director ward manual stating that they will comply and cooperate with anything in the matter i want to set the table on a couple of things first ben before you white knight this program that right. has been in the news for a long time so sign stealing in college football is not illegal what is illegal and what is being investigated here and what is a serious infraction if proven guilty is off-campus, in-person scouting. So there's a, a, a difference here. And so if you've got anyone telling you, hey, sign stealing's not illegal, who cares? Well, that's not what they're allegedly supposedly had done. It is the off-campus, in-person scouting, and to uh, kind of quote what some of the reports have said, it is a network, a network of unmarked or not named Michigan personnel 
going to other stadiums around the Big Ten and scouting, whether it be with video or just binoculars or their eyeballs, signs on the sidelines of future Michigan opponents in the Big Ten Mm -hmm. and of other opponents that they could play in the college football playoff. And so it's an investigation over off-campus in-person scouting, which in-season is illegal, and I would say pretty damn serious. And so that's where we start today on this Thursday. Of course, you can text in 989-837-6125. It was reported in that athletic piece today that Michigan State, as much as when they heard about this, considered not playing the game this Saturday. (laughs) Brought about the safety of players, too, as part of the narrative. Correct. Again, if the team you're playing knows what you're running, you're essentially putting your players' heads on spikes and ready for them to be punched. Like, it is a safety issue if what is being stated is true about Michigan. It is, of course, still an allegation. But I would say they are fairly serious allegations. A, thank you for clearing up that it's not really the sign stealing that's what's being investigated, just like it wasn't about a cheeseburger. It goes so far beyond that. It goes so far beyond the surface level of that. It's not the sign stealing. Like you said, it's about what these people were doing, where they were physically. They can't be at the location of teams to scout opponents. Now, here's the thing. You want me to start with what happens if this is true, or do you want me to start what happens if this isn't true? Give me either. I, I, I first kind of want to know. I don't see how there would be evidence against this. Like you, like they can't prove this team guilty. No, so, I, so teams I just, are just complaining and, no, and I, basically I, saying, I, "Oh, this team's just I way better than us." I think it's going to be hard to prove that they weren't doing it at least early. Obviously, it'll take some time to investigate. But right now, like, look, they've destroyed every opponent. There was so that means they a, were cheating. Easy. Michigan fans will remember this. Greg Schiano this year running in. You have the you have the audio. Look at how prepped you guys are. Greg Schiano running into the locker room at halftime, all but somewhat indicating this without saying it. Whether he was the whistleblower or not, I don't know. What was a sus comment at halftime going into the locker room? Sus. He didn't even know what that was. He didn't know that word before he met us. Now kind of plays a little bit. Coach, four penalties for your team in the first half. Some that cost you. How do you clean that up in the second half? Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just got to slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. You ever think this? Maybe maybe Michigan's just so well-prepared like we are that they read their opponents' plays and uh, take care of business? Why was it seven opponents over the last year and a half then that were a part of this initial statement from the Big Ten? Why did... An, invest, an independent investigator that works with sports books around the country sent a memo to all the books this week stating, something's a little fishy here. Be careful with lines in Michigan the rest of the year. Listen, John I'm, er, and Brad, I'm not saying that this didn't happen. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what? There's okay. a 0% chance okay. that this happened. If this did happen and they find evidence of it, this is where I really wanted to go with this. You stack this on top of the investigation uh, that has to do with illegally recruiting J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy during the COVID dead period. Jim Harbaugh lying to the NCAA. Sure, whatever. Uh, you know <laughs> you know, Michigan is the co-favorite to win the national championship this year. This is the best chance they have to do it. They win the national title this year. Yep. Uh, the NCAA is going to try to 
punish Jim Harbaugh, punish the defending champs, because they have two allegations against them. They have to flex their muscles. They have to lay down the law a little bit. Jim Harbaugh is leaving to go to the NFL if they try to suspend him at all next season. I can almost, I'm not going to guarantee that, but I can say with confidence, Jim Harbaugh is a petty enough person to where there's just a 0% chance he's dealing with another suspension next season. If the NCAA is trying to get rid of this guy, trying to suspend him, he'll just leave. So you can't suspend me if I'm in the NFL. I'm the new head coach for the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders. He's gone if they try to give him a year suspension. And if he wins a national championship this year, do you even blame him? He's gotten to the top of the mountain. No, I wouldn't. He's conquered all. What else does he have to prove? He finally got over the hump and beat whatever SEC school is standing in the way. Something that kind of looked impossible two years ago after they got thumped by Georgia. He climbs the mountain. Then the NCAA says, what's up? Get out of here. He's going to say, all right, bye. I'm gone. And I wouldn't even be that upset about it. Again, the giveaway today, $50 gift card to that Midland Habitat Restore. Text in at 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125. The keyword restore to be entered in. We're getting a handful of texts already in on that. We'll do the giveaway at 632. This uh, Michigan stuff, NCAA investigation, hot and heavy. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a really big deal. And we've got a whole lot more to get into in just 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this on The Payoff. Sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. Michigan is in trouble again. Uh-huh. Maybe. We've got Ben White Knighting for us. We've got John here inside How? the studios. What am I doing? I'm Brad Tunney. Thanks for joining us. Thursday, rainy in the Great Lakes Bay region. Of course, coming up tonight at 7 o'clock from Frick Sports Bar, Northwood Football Weekly. Thursday night football after that, Jags and Saints. We'll be making picks on every game in the NFL coming up at the bottom of the hour. And a reminder, 6.32, we deliver the payoffs giveaway on this Thursday. It's $50 worth of gift cards to the Midland Habitat Restore. Text in right now, 989-837-6125 with the keyword this week, Restore, and you'll be entered to win a random drawing for those $50 in gift cards. So, again, NCAA investigation. If you're just joining us, you haven't heard the news yet. Michigan football being investigated for sign stealing. And in particular, the more crucial part of this is NCAA bylaw 11.6.1 prohibiting off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season. And so they are alleged to have formed a vast network of spies. Like, that sounds like crazy FBI espionage stuff. But that's what they're claimed to have done here. They formed a vast network of spies to go to other stadiums around the Big Ten and potentially teams that they could have scouted for the college football playoff this year and are sending them with binoculars and or cameras. Oh, and you or, don't know. This, you're just making stuff up right now. It's all in the reports. That's what they're investigating into. That's what they're investigating. Yeah, investigating into. Don't white This night. isn't true. We don't know if it's true or not yet. Look, we're talking about allegations. Yes. And if there's anything that we know about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, they're okay, okay playing in some murky waters. This is the third active investigation they're under right now. Okay? I th- I, you know what I think? I, you know what opinion I've formed in the last 90 seconds? Jim Harbaugh's leaving no matter what to go to the NFL, and, <laughs> and he's oh, just so- going all in, violating. He's just doing whatever he wants, illegally recruiting, 
sending spies, and he's just going to go out no matter what with a national championship and a third Big so Ten title. So the NCAA pissed him off, so he's going to cheat yeah. in response yeah, and just exactly. tarnish more of his legacy, yeah. tarnish his reputation, or tarnish the university that he graduated, and they may have a banner stripped if that's how this season concludes, uh, potentially. I can, I can hear Michigan State fans listening right now stating, don't deflect, Benjamin. Benjamin, Benjamin. Michigan fan, Michigan slappy. Don't deflect and send Jim Harbaugh to the postseason or to the NFL. Face. Face the devil right now. A cheater. I, I didn't say he wasn't. Well. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. He, yeah, but you're, any, you're, you're already on the next year. They've already won the national championship. It doesn't matter because the NCAA is not going right, to suspend a coach the that's in the NFL. Super Bowl champions. The guy who's going to take over for Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers. Face it. If he's a cheater, he's a cheater. And, and this is not only Jim Harbaugh. This is Michigan. Is is every powerhouse in I said NCAA if. football not cheating in some way, shape, or form? Don't play that game. You know that's not true. Is Do I, though? Oh, do right. You? No, the NCAA yeah, yeah. hates Jim Harbaugh that's, in Michigan more than I they do Dabo Sweeney in Clemson. I didn't say that. You think Dabo Sweeney's a nice guy, clean slate, no, has never done anything wrong? No, I think you he's think going to Nick help. Saban, <laughs> me too. You, never, you think Nick Saban's never done anything wrong in his life and he just sits there? Reads his Bible. How many active investigations? With who? Who are On you Nick asking? Saban. On Davo Sweeney. How many active investigations? Zero. Thank you. Look, they don't have a target on their back. As Michigan fans, you got to wear this one. At least for today, at least for tomorrow, and at least for a couple of weeks. I guess that's... Okay? That's just what happens when you're 7-0. and Look, the betting markets are a real thing, okay? A third-party investigator that works with college football and every sports book in the country doesn't send a note that something's fishy going on to all the books and beware of lines moving forward for Michigan if it's they not a damn serious anyway. thing. That, that's the main thing. I mean, the integrity of the game. And listen, Ben might be right where people are cheating all over the place, but this is against NCAA rule what they're, again, investigating into potentially doing. If you send people to other games in person, that is in the byline. That's a maybe a book that Harbaugh hasn't read just based on other stuff, but that's the rule. And, you know, earlier on our airwaves today, Colin Coward talked about how it's a Pete Carroll type situation, how people are envious of Michigan. Sure. This is not putting a target on your back and then people just making stuff up. If you send, and I'm not saying Harbaugh sent these people, but someone within the organization, if it turns out to be true, sent these people to different games, then you got to face the music. You're that's right. it. That's it. That's violating the rules. You already and know we what Jim Harbaugh's going to do, though. Yeah, he's going to. You know what he's going to say? He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to go. No, he's gonna go no, to the no. You, know, you already know what he, he's going to do. The exact same thing he did when he got investigated about the COVID dead oh, period. He's going to lie. Gonna say, yeah, he's going to oh, say gonna I had lie. no idea about any of this. Oh shoot! And the SEC is shooting too. Oh, he's going to lie. Isn't that comforting to know? No wonder he was talking about helmets and field designs during this week in the press conference. Oh, this man. This is coming from the same guy who feeling. says Michigan State should hire Urban Meyer. I don't care about his hey, reputation are getting or a little hot and heavy they in the dark are. web these days. The, dark, the, the dark message web. boards, the message boards, <laughs> the no. flight planning. See, I, We're starting to hear some stuff. I'm being honest. I don't think you have to be a great guy to be a head coach of a college football team. All you have to do is win games, yeah, but this is, and people this will isn't be happy. A, this isn't about the character of Jim Harbaugh. This is about breaking the rules, okay? If you're a good guy and you speed on the highway, you're still getting a ticket. Jim Harbaugh could go to church every Sunday and have a great family. If he's a cheater, he's a cheater. And you have to face the music on that. Ben, if this comes out true, hypothetically, Michigan wins a championship, but the NCAA orders, you watched it with your own eyes, the NCAA orders, well, no, we're going to take it down because these investigations, it turned out they were cheating. Are you going to celebrate this Michigan title? 
Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I would too. I would too. <laughs> like, and that's the main like, crux no, of it. Be, that yeah, is yeah. just a hilarious point that like it is cheating. It is tarnishing the integrity of the game. But I think most people, and I don't want to speak for people, but I could speak for Brad and Ben who just said it. It wouldn't affect how they view this season if it turns out with them as champs. Does, no, because does here's does the thing. Sit because back and look here's at the, the Fab thing. Five and say, ah, if only that one counted. No, Fab Five won a championship. Well, here's the thing. Michigan is is good enough to win it without this, right? Are yes, they not maybe more talented or as talented as any team in the country? Go they favorites. are obviously without sign stealing and without the alleged in-person scouting of teams off campus. Without any of that, they are still probably 30 points better than Michigan State, okay? And the Spartans, you're right. It's laughable to think that they would release a statement saying, you know what, actually we are going to play this week. We are – no kidding, man. No kidding, you're not going to strap up on Saturday. And so that's comical from the Spartan side of things. Right, it'd be crazy to just turn down to play your rivalry game. That's That would be nuts if that happened. It happened in, during 2020. Thank you. In the COVID dead period. 989-837-6125. That's the Frick Sports Bar text line. 989-837-6125. Every day we're brought to you by the Forward Corporation. The payoff fueled by Forward Energy here in the Great Lakes Bay region. NFL picks coming up in just a little bit. Giveaway at 632 with $50 from the Habitat Restore. Uh, on the line, just text in the keyword restore to 989 837 Six one two five, fellas. We'll keep coming back to this Harbaugh stuff, and you can text us your opinions on this. I know there's Michigan and Michigan State fans out there that are ready to chime in on this stuff. I know it. I have a question for those people, specifically the Michigan fans. Oh no! Do you even want Jim Harbaugh to be continue to be the head coach? Okay. Do you want this? No, 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 no. Let me no, finish you're, my you're question, sicko. Bradley. You're a sick. Let me finish my question. Do you want Jim Harbaugh? This saga to continue if Michigan wins a national championship. Do you even want him to come back? Come on, man. Or is, is that enough? No, He's delivered guy. enough if, if he does that, in my opinion. If he brings a national championship trophy back to Ann Arbor, I don't need you anymore. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm Thankful. A, I'm just not answering that question. I didn't ask you. I asked the people. Oh, thanks. 989-837-6125. <laughs> Last night, Red Wings, another victory. Fellas, they're off to a 3-1 and one start. We had talked last week, eh, playoffs, expectation, yes, no, maybe so. Couldn't guarantee it. Maybe that wasn't the goalpost initially. I think they've damn well moved already. We got a taste of good hockey, Brad. That's right. We got a taste of good hockey. And now that we've got a taste of it, anything besides this is going to be disappointing because we've seen exactly what the Red Wings are capable of. Now, is this sustainable? Are they going to continue to, you know, have one of the best offenses in the NHL? Probably not. They're not going to have the number one scoring team. They're not. Alex DeBrink is not going to score a goal every single night. But he doesn't have to. What this team has shown in the first week or so of the season tells me that this is a team capable of making the playoffs, and anything besides that would be disappointing. We told you on the program yesterday, after the first three games, Alex DeBrinkett, JT Comfer, those were your two leading points getters, the two new guys in town with the Detroit Red Wings. And then last night, DeBrinkett put in two more. Comfer had a point. This is Andrew exactly Kopp had two. Andrew Cop had two. This is exactly what you wanted if you're Steve Eiserman, exactly what you want if you're a Detroit Red Wing fan. The main thing you were lacking from last year 
to this year is skill and being able in a game like last night where Pittsburgh, they came out of the gate and they put Debrinket in a blender, tic-tac-toe passing, and we're up one nothing before you could really even get into your seats at LCA within the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. But what did this Red Wings team do? They composed themselves, responded, and let their skill go to work. And also the physicality at times, too, in, in facing a pesky Pittsburgh team that always just tries to get under your skin. Detroit didn't let them do that last night. And it's fun to see the chemistry that's already building. This team has the best power play unit. Okay, again, four games. But the best power play unit in the NHL at, what was it, Ben? 46 46%. 46%. 46%, which is not going to sustain itself, by the way, but is insane out of the gates yeah. that this power play unit that, yeah, of course, had preseason games, of course, had the summer to get uh, to get going to try and build that chemistry. But out of the gates against tough opponents like the Lightning, like the Penguins, to do what they're doing, it's something special. And this is the skill you've been lacking. It's not just Larkin who has to carry you through games anymore. That top line is a top line now. It's a top line with multiple options. Gotha Spear has added so much to the power play unit as a defenseman. And then the backline defensive guys, who is pretty much the same as last year, they have, I think, less pressure on them than they did uh, at, at points last season. So it was, it's been a very strong start. It's been a very fun team to watch as well. The chemistry already there. Listen, is it going to sustain itself to the level it has through these first four games? No. If it did, they'd probably be one of the best teams in NHL history. They'd have the best power play unit ever in a single season. But the main point is the fact that uh, the, the Detroit Red Wings are playing good hockey right now. And to prank it, who we're going to fixate on here, the guy you brought in to be the 40-goal scorer already is one-eighth there. He already has five yeah. <laughs> through the first four games. And, I'm not, and again, the pace isn't going to keep up, but this is the guy you added in to immediately make an impact, and that's exactly what he's doing. And, and you don't have to sustain this level of offense the entire season. Right now they lead the league or through the first four games. Yep. Not every team has played yeah, the same a, amount of games. It's a real early check. Right. Boston's played twice. Right. You know, like through the first four games, they lead the league in goals. Granted, three of those are empty netters. But last year you scored the ninth fewest goals in all of the NHL. Just be a top fifteen unit, be a top ten unit, and all of a sudden you're gonna see mass improvement. If I give you three pretty stark stark predictions about the season three predictions that you wouldn't have even uttered before the year tell me one of the three that you think is most likely to remain by the end of the season second place finish in the atlantic oh alex Debrinkit leads the league in either goals or points the red wings lead the league in power play efficiency which one of those three is most likely to happen maybe the last one Okay. McDavid is going to lead the league in points. Okay. Uh, that that's just it's just what it is. He's 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 and a godly we'll, player out there. It, it's we'll eventually be hard. hear from Toronto and Boston and the and the yeah. rest. And and, yeah. and the Atlantic top two finish would be insane. Remember, two of these wins are against metropolitan teams yep. in Columbus and Pittsburgh. So I would say power play efficiency, just based on what we've seen. I think they're going to be again, maybe not the the leader, but you're telling me which one's the most likely. They might be a top 10 power play unit, though. Okay. They have all the pieces on that top power play unit. The second one will come along, and really you haven't had a trust on them too much because the first one just keeps putting the puck in the net, and then the power play is over and you score. But that top power play unit is gelling just 
I mean, if you watched the game last night, you saw it. I I don't need to describe it for you. It was just fluid motion, putting the pucks to the net too. I mean, the main complaint you'll you'll always get watching hockey is passing it around too much. You have two minutes, put it towards the net. There's conviction in what DeBrinket is doing out there, and he doesn't act like he's the new guy in town. He acts like, yeah, my job's to put the puck in the net, and that's what I'm going to do. By the way, Ben, you mentioned mm. three empty net goals. They're now called free goals because of Jameson Williams. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the game, they move the goal. Brad has no idea what no we're talking about. <laughs> and the sound been on Twitter today? Unbelievable. I played the sounder and didn't play. But he goes, he again. went, I, I did, and it didn't work. Uh, he said free goals after the game last night. It was his first hockey game. And, it was a and pretty he's cool like, yeah, crossover cool. that he was there last night. It was night. like, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to see the free goals at the end. I didn't know the goalie came off. If Brad was working security, so, he wouldn't have even let JMO in the building. Oh, okay, uh, no. Okay. So in Detroit, we're calling them free J-Mo. goals. We're calling empty net goals free goals. All right. I'm on board. We better keep on that the rest of the year. 989-837-6125. Wings are off until Saturday when they play the team that they are tied with the most wins for in the Atlantic, and that would be Ottawa. And last time, they went to Ottawa. Okay. They went in as playoff contenders Why? and Why? left as trade deadline sellers. Let's go get some... Uh, let's make this one personal. With, yeah, let's with hand to Ottawa it. their first home loss yeah. of the year. That's Saturday it. night. <laughs> Torch them. We'll take a quick time out. When we return, it's time for our giveaway. Again, last chance to enter. $50 worth of gift cards to the Midland Habitat Restore. Just text in the word RESTORE to 989-837-6125. We'll pick a winner during the break, and we'll do that next with picks. Every game discussed in the NFL slate this week in the bottom of the hour. Here on the payoff. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Back with the payoff. All new sports radio 100.9 The Mitt. Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari. Thanks for stopping in. Rainy Thursday night if you're driving around. It's kind of dark, muggy out there. Disgusting. Yeah, it is nasty out there. Got a great event going on right now at the ballpark, if you don't know. Station positioned uniquely inside Dow Diamond here in Midland. Midland Board of Realtors annual party taking place up here. They're getting after it. There's a DJ. They really are. A bunch of strobe lighting. I mean, there's a bar. I mean, they're getting after it. I went out there to go to the bathroom. Uh, Well, playing a lot of 70s music. Right, John. Thank you. I I had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, so I I kind of got to walk through. Yeah, anyone's yeah, been up I, here. I and went the, through the party, and they were having a great time. Yeah, the realtor's getting down tonight. That's right. It is six thirty-two. You know what that means on a Thursday night here on the payoff. Again, I'll, you know, thirty-two. Ben, three-two payoff pitch for the payoff. It's when the giveaway takes Stroke place. Stroke of genius. Right. Stroke of genius. That's right. That's when the giveaway takes place this week. Fifty dollars worth of gift cards to the Midland Habitat Restore, fellas. Third straight week, we've got a listener from Auburn. That's getting a little suspicious if he has Third straight week, Wendy from Auburn going home with $50 worth of Midland Habitat Restore. Appreciate those folks at the Habitat Restore, by the way. Been great partners of the radio station for many, many years, and so appreciate the contribution. Excited to give them away tonight here on The Payoff. We've got NFL picks coming up shortly, but first... I want to jump into a game that's been getting a lot of attention around these parts. In fact, the fellas downstairs have been talking to me about it all week. Really? They want to know about this dang Penn State-Ohio State game. We were talking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest game on the calendar for a Michigan fan. Could give a crap about the Michigan State folks. Your team's <laughs> terrible. Not like this game matters for you. But for the Michigan fans. That's why they're little brother. Penn State, please. This 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 guy today with the Michigan stuff, especially with what's happening oh in the news. Oh my goodness! You go, you go on Yahoo this Athletic. This guy, it's funny Jimbo's because front I, center. It's funny because 
What you guys haven't experienced yet is my team's losing. Yeah. I'm brutally honest. Like if like you haven't seen me after a Lions loss yet. I don't I really be, like you. I don't really like you when your team's winning though. All right. Well, continue on <laughs> wow. with whatever you were saying. I'll I will I promise you I will be brutally honest when I see things I don't like about my teams. You called them slappy Ben earlier. But I right now I see nothing I don't like about any of my teams. They're awesome. <laughs> number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State. Any early feel on a winner for this one, fellas? Oh yeah. I got I, I got a great feel about one of these. Penn State's kicking Ohio State's butt this weekend. Wow, in the wow. horseshoe. In the horseshoe for the first time since 2016, seven years ago when unranked Penn State went down and beat number two Ohio State. Buckeyes four and a half point favorites this weekend, by the way. Don't care. Simply do not care. Ohio State hasn't allowed their opponents over 17 points. Don't care. Not as good as not allowing your opponent over 10 points like Michigan has, but hey, we'll forget about that. <laughs> Ohio State, 38 nationwide in third down conversion. Penn State, ninth in the country in opponent third down percentage. They have the most sacks in the Big Ten. They've been sacked the least amount in the Big Ten. They're going to dominate up front. This Ohio State offensive line has struggled in third and shorts. They've struggled to carry uh, to protect their little quarterback. Penn State's going to go down to the horseshoe. They're going to mess around and win this thing. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of momentum heading into that Michigan-Penn State game. And it's going to be a little nerve-wracking going down to uh, Penn State for that noon game. Very, very glad, very fortunate Michigan is that this isn't at night. Call McCord a little quarterback. I mean, there's a little quarterback who went to Notre Dame, went to South Bend, Indiana, and took a dub from the Fighting Irish. I haven't well, seen they, Penn State they, have a win of that caliber. They lost to Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville. Sure. Louisville. I... I mean, we talked about yesterday who you'd be rooting for, and Ben, you'd be rooting for the Buckeyes in this one, right? Or I will. If you be. change, okay. no, no, no. I'll be rooting for the Buckeyes, and I, th- I think that's for pretty good reason. Yeah. If if Ohio State wins this game, mm-hmm. yeah, Penn State probably has a little bit of a confidence issue going forward. They probably are like, oh, maybe we're not the team we thought they were. Now, whereas if Penn State wins this game, well, all of a sudden they go into this Michigan game. It's the biggest game they've played in what a decade, two decades. And then they Michigan still has to deal with Ohio State, who, yeah, maybe they have a loss, but they're going to get up for the Michigan game no matter what. Maybe Ohio State or Penn State lays down. If they lose to Ohio State and then play Michigan, they might not be up for the challenge anymore. If Penn State really, like like I think they're going to do, goes to Ohio State, take, takes care of business, I'm going to be a little bit afraid of Penn State. Here's the troubling part about this game for me that kind of takes it back just a step. Like, this is obviously the biggest game of the week in college football. Noon kickoff Saturday, Penn State at Ohio State. Neither team has lost. Both top 10 programs. Big 10. We're in the Midwest. The issue is a loss here. Thanks for making that one clear. A loss here doesn't even come close to ending either of their college football playoff chances. Like, a loss is almost meaningless. Come on, man. Does a two-loss Ohio State get in if they lose to Michigan? What? No, what I'm saying is a loss here is meaningless because they both just have a chance to right the ship. And if they beat Michigan, guess what? They're in the college football playoff again. Because both these teams are going to win, beat whoever they see on the other side of the Big Ten turn, uh, of the conference. So what you're saying is this game's not even worth watching. No, it's, it's just it doesn't like, matter at all. It, that's what you just said. Because the Big Ten is probably getting two teams, unless one of these are teams they, loses again. A one-loss Ohio State team, if they're only losses to Michigan, yes. A one-loss Penn State team, if they're well, only who losses are they getting to, in over. You're you're you still are asking for another and, team and to a lose. conference that usually doesn't get a bit in the college football playoff, the Pac-12. They're going to send it's somebody good, this yeah, year. They're probably going to get one. Not to mention, whoever 
wins the ACC, if Florida State goes undefeated and wins the ACC, they're getting in too. The who? The who? ACC. <laughs> okay. If Florida State goes the unbeaten, huh? they're in. Washington's got a chance to be. I, I don't that, think. Man. I don't know if the Big Ten is sending two teams this year. Okay, how many of the eight undefeateds left? Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, Penn State, and North Carolina remain undefeated through the end of the year. Well, Florida State's got to play North Carolina in the title, right? So one of them suffers a loss, and I don't think either of those teams with one loss would have a better resume than a one loss. Michigan or Ohio State, Penn State would be obviously a discussion. You have you have Oklahoma in this conversation too. Like, okay. what if they win the Big Twelve? Okay, and they've already beat Texas. Yep. They're, they're, I I don't think you can just write in two Big Ten teams making. The I would like to though. Year. It'd be nice. That, that's yeah. great for you. It would be nice. <laughs> Why? I, don't know, I like the Give Big me Ten. The four best I like teams. watching the teams that I watch. Wouldn't it be kind of fun though if there was four it's teams from four different conferences? Because it's not like like it's not like Oklahoma's Oklahoma might have the best resume in college football right now. Sure. Beating Texas, like yep. come on. So you can't say two Big Ten teams are definitely getting in. I don't. I don't. I think the Big Ten winners going, and that's it. Hmm. And let's not forget too. Bama's got a chance to get themselves back into this thing. They're sitting at eleven right now. Right. Ugh. And if they win the SEC, yep, they're they're, they're going to be favored every well, game. No, the they rest would be in the if they win the SEC. Right, because yep. they're going to play Georgia and then. Yep. SEC championship. Yep. That's a free ticket in. I'd say Georgia's more like, and then if Georgia loses in the SEC championship, goes undefeated in the regular season, that's your two conference, yep. your two team conferences yep. sending two teams to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's not the Big Ten, unfortunately. 989-837-6125. That's the text line to chime in on the conversation today. We'll take one final time out on the show and when we return. My favorite time of the week, fellas. Me too. NFL picks. We'll see. We will see. I don't have high hopes. John's in the dumps right now. This guy's lost you a ton of money if you've played any of his bets. But if you faded him every day... You're a rich man. Yeah, you're building a new house. This guy's been miserable. We'll see if he can counter. We'll do that next on The Payoff. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Thanks for stopping by today. Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari inside of our Blazy Electric Studios with the payoff fueled by Ford Energy. We're taking you all the way up until 7 o'clock where we'll join the folks at Frick Sports Bar, Northwood Football League uh, Weekly. What? Man. Huh? I had to pull the bend there, John. <laughs> Northwood wow. Football Weekly. Northwood this weekend, John? Not great. And coming up on Saturday? We'll find out. <laughs> all right we'll have to find out at seven but no nice. more breaks this hour we're taking you all the way to <laughs> Sorry, seven o'clock with nfl picks we do a full slate every week we have to remind ben of the rules every week yeah he's not the brightest bulb so we go through the full slate we'll give you tidbits on each and every game we must pick five games one of them has to be a play has to be some juice in the lions game okay and then we have to pick either Michigan or Michigan State's game. We have to play the spreads in either of those games. Obviously, they play each other. So we are picking five NFL games, one of which has to be the Lions, Ben. Mm-hmm. Then we play a sixth game, and it has to be Michigan-Michigan State. So far this year, Ben and I have gone 3-3 three and three in each of the first two weeks we've done this, weeks five and six in the NFL since we've been on the air here at Sports Radio 100.9 The Mint. John, tell the folks listening how you've fared. Well, first off, Northwood playing Ohio Dominican, just so you know, okay. 1 p.m. I said, Second how have you thing, done so far? Uh, two and four in both weeks, so oh. four and eight. So two games Yikes. worse than Brad and Benjamin. And with that, 
It's time to get into our NFL picks. Oh, oh I love God. that music, man. Oh, God. I love it. We're going to start with Thursday Night Football, which you can, of course, hear on our airwaves beginning at 8.15 tonight, courtesy of Westwood One. Johns, who's on the call Thursday nights? Oh, it's our boy, Ian Eagle. Thank you. Uh, do you want me to go through the whole thing here? Nope. Jacksonville <laughs> at New Orleans. Current line, Saints. Home favorites, minus one and a half. Got a couple of notes for you, fellas. Jacksonville, seven straight covers, road or neutral. Seven straight, dating back to last year. Jacksonville's head coach is Doug Peterson. Most profitable coach in night games in the last 20 years of the NFL, all right? But, and, and New Orleans, really poor road team. Even though the Superdome used to be this huge advantage. Poor road team, they've only won seven times in the last set, or home team. Seven times the last 17 games. With all that being said, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Was questionable to play. He's going to start. I have a rule. I don't touch Thursday night games, and so I'm out. But everything would indicate Jacksonville, as a dog, would cover here if not win outright. Yeah, this is, you know, a Vegas line that you look at and you're like, why is Jacksonville the underdogs? If Trevor Lawrence is going to play, then I just may as well bet on... Yeah, a little suspicious. Don't care. I'm taking the Jaguars. Let's not overthink this thing. Trevor Lawrence dealing with a knee injury. Just don't care. This is the same guy who came back from 27 to 0 in the playoffs last year. And also, have you watched Derek Carr play this year? He is awful. Ben, he is awful. Two straight weeks on Thursday night. Ben's in play. Last week, he won by the skin of his teeth. Ooh. Half point <laughs> cover with the Chiefs. Yeah, ahead, I'm ben. out on this game. Okay. Another correction, by the way, they're flipping the Westwood One booth. So it's going to be Kevin Kugler and Mike Mayock at 815 on Westwood One. Like I'll be Harbaugh. listening. But a liar. I, I, thanks, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to not cheat the listener today. Uh, it is. I'm out on this one, but that's your booth. Saints also one in five against the spread. Thank you. Cleveland minus three on the road as favorites in Indy. I am out. I'm in. Browns. Wow. Fifth hardest schedule. Strength of schedule through the first six games. First team to hold San Francisco under 30. They held mm-hmm. them to just mm-hmm. 19. They won that game with P.J. Walker yep. as their quarterback. It looks like Deshaun Watson should be back this week, but even if he's not, I just don't care. This defense, this Browns defense is special. They're swarming everywhere. They make quarterbacks make mistakes, and Gardner Minshew does that on his own. Ben, I'll Three say interceptions this. last week versus the Jags. I have no idea why you bet on the Colts last week, Brad. I'll take the Browns. I'll say this. I liked just about every game on the card this week, but had to whittle it down to five. I was telling uh-huh. you that before the game. You've taken Jacksonville and Cleveland. Those are my two leans and my two closest cuts, cuts to not put on my board this week. Yeah, but the reason I, I would be in if I knew Deshaun Watson was playing, we yeah. don't know that. That's the and, question mark. And that's that's the holdup with me, P.J. Walker versus Gardner Minshew in a dome. Yeah. I don't know. So for Poop that fast. reason, I'm staying out. But if Watson does play, and again, it's not going to be an official pick by any by any means of the imagination, but if this weekend, you know, the it flips, I would take the Browns in that spot. Thank you. Here comes another crap fest with two backup quarterbacks. Vegas, minus two and a half on the road against Chicago. Another total dog of a game. I'm uh, in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in. I think he's it's, in on everyone. It's Aiden O'Connell O'Clock. I, Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing. Don't care. Is Justin Bill Simmons? Play? What? He loves Aiden O'Connell as a joke. But yeah. Don't don't care because Justin Fields... Okay, here's the thing. We have no idea if Justin Fields can grip a football. His Whether or not he's playing completely... Didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice yesterday. They said whether or not he's going to play just con- depends on the swelling on his thumb. Last time I checked, couldn't grip a football. Great. Whether he's playing or not, 
Their backup quarterback, Tyson Badgett, or Badgett, whatever you, however you say it, worst quarterback I've ever seen yeah, in my life. D2 legend. NFL. Thank you, Johnny. I assume you're out on this one. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We're moving along. Buffalo at New England. Okay. Okay. Buffalo laying eight and a half on the road against the Patriots. Haven't closed as a touchdown plus dog at home since. 2001. Tom Brady's first ever game as a starter against the Kurt Warner-led Rams. That's how long it's been yep. since they were dogs at home by this wide margin. I do not care. New England, 2-11, last 13, against the spread. The cash here, the money, actually favors New England. I might be going against the Sharps. I just can't do it. I think they suck. This is a gut game for they me. Do suck. I'm laying 8.5 on the road with Buffalo. I don't like betting division games. I'm out. My biggest concern Weird with this guy, game man. is that New England has not been able to really cover the top receiving options. So Stephon Diggs may have a really good game. The Patriots have been the statistically the worst team to do that. Yep. But I saw Buffalo against New York on Sunday night football. I did too. I'm I, hoping I, for a bounce back. And that's, I guess you could hope for that. Yep. I, Buffalo is so, you know, topsy turvy. I think Bill Belichick's the better coach in this situation. Eight and a half at home. Holy I think shit. he's a little frustrated, fired up. Patriots aren't winning this game, oh. but I am going to say the oh, Patriots will cover Patriots. Plus I feel really good about it now. I feel really good about it now. And, and I'm glad I get to go up against uh, Brad here because I need to make up some ground. Here's the thing about my picks this week, and it sucks because I don't love it. I've got five uh, favorites. Last week, I had five dogs, I just realized. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But that was a week of dogs. It was a week, week of dogs. I'm Oof. going next game, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Bucks after that 14-point loss to the Lions last week. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm in on this one. This was my last one to squeeze in. Buccaneers minus two and a half. I just, I can't see Atlanta being at first place in the division. And that's what would happen if they won. I, I, I just can't imagine that happening. What, and the Bucs, the Bucs are a better option? I think you Bucks, watched them last week? I did. Loved their defense. Absolutely loved their defense. Atlanta loves to run the football. Tampa Bay's got Vita Vea. Maybe the best run stopper in the league. I'm just going to take Tampa Bay because I think they're the far better team. Everything about this game says you should take Atlanta. It's only a 37-point over-under. In those games, you want to play the dog? I don't care. Again, just a gut game. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Again, I don't like betting division games. These two teams are both really weird. John. I, I okay. Yeah, my gut says no. I'm out on this one. Washington at John's Giants. Washington laying three. I, I just am afraid of both of these teams. I don't play division games. I'm out. <laughs> you, already, you already said it for me. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I listen, I mean, the Gi I'm not in on this one either, but I will say the Giants, Daniel Jones, historically does well against the yeah, Commanders. Okay. The difference in this one, Shane Lemieux out, <laughs> left guard, so another person they're going to have to pull off their couch on the offensive line. Is Daniel Jones even plays? Okay, well, Jones moving healthy? on. We'll we're all out on that one, if fellas. If not, then it's yeah, good old Tyrod Taylor. It. Here we go. Next up, biggest game of the week in the NFL, outside of maybe Philly-Miami, Detroit at Baltimore. Ravens favored by three. Will this be the last game Detroit is a dog in for the rest of the year? Goff, as we know, money against the spread. But only 500 in his career outdoors, as it will be in Baltimore. Ravens, no buy after coming back from London. I got burned betting against Detroit last week. I won't do it again. If they don't win, I think they're within three. I'll take Detroit. I like a lot of different things, including one of the spreads. Uh, but, but real quick before I make my pick, I really like the under in this game. Uh, last time they played in 2021, only 36 points were scored. Ravens have the second best defense according to DVOA, and we all know what this Lions defense is capable of. Mm -hmm, the Ravens mm -hmm. have been struggling to run the ball all year, and the Lions have been taking that away all year. However, mm -hmm. Ravens come out of the gate hot. Mm -hmm. They're the best, second best success rate in the NFL in the first quarter. Talk to me. 30th 
in the fourth. Yep. So I kind of like Ravens first half money line if you're making some, okay. you know, some special bets. But at the end of the Detroit. day, when they fall apart in the fourth quarter, I just trust this offense to to put it oh, together down oh, the stretch. Oh. I'll take the Lions to cover. Okay. I'm taking the Lions, too. I think this is a game that's going to come down to the final possession. Yes, and Baltimore has been terrible in these late-game situations. Mm-hmm. Awful. Opponents yeah, have gone yeah. 47% in terms of close situations, late situations. And Pittsburgh was evident in that against the Ravens earlier this season. I think it comes down to that. Goff leads a comeback or a drive to put them on top and win. And that's why I have the lines. We're all on Detroit. Next game, Pittsburgh at the Rams. Rams favored by three at home. Most profitable coach as a dog last 20 years in NFL history, Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. He's the dog. Pittsburgh is also off the bye. I just think Pittsburgh sucks. I can't play it. Oh, you're hyping up. What? That was a... Quite the zag. There. I know, I know. I, I want to play the Rams here. I really do. But the underdog oh, stuff, Pittsburgh, out. I'm out. I, I'll, I'll take the Steelers plus three and a half. Mike Tomlin. Three, six, but yeah. Yeah, it's six straight wins off the bye. Six and three straight up on the road after the bye. The Steelers have had the fourth toughest schedule through six weeks, and they somehow managed to go three and two. I like the Steelers against a Rams mm. team that I don't think is all that great. John Ben's card, and I think, looks good this week. Home court or home field advantage for the Steelers all the way in LA across the country. It's, yeah, it's a classic thing. Two teams I really can't get Watch. a grip on at this point in the season. I, I know. I'm right? out. It, yeah, it's like this big thing. Oh, everyone has home field advantage in LA. Because it's true. Yeah. Next game, Arizona at Seattle, seven and a hook for the Hawks at home. Arizona, three straight losses, all by two touchdowns or more. Plus, Seattle is off the bye at home. I'm in play on this one. I think Seattle's good. I think Arizona sucks. We've got. The Seahawks on my card, minus seven and a half. I don't like betting division games. Okay. Jeez, this guy. I can't wait till they're all divisional games one week. I will go. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going with the Cardinals here. Plus seven and a half. Geno Smith in 57 starts. He's never been a favorite of seven or more ever. Seattle's offense did not impress me last week against Cincinnati. I think the cards keep it close in a divisional game. I'm picking Arizona plus seven and a half. Kyler Murray's only back at practice. He's not actually playing this week. Green Bay. We've got five minutes, fellas. Green Bay minus one and a half at Denver. It's a suspicious line with Green Bay off the bye. Uh, Tickets right now actually favoring Green Bay, but the sharp money is on Denver, strangely. I'm out. Out. Yeah, I'm out on this one. Chargers at Kansas City. Oh, what a great game. It's an interesting one. Mm. Kansas City laying five and a hook at home. Herbert, five and one in his career against the spread against Kansas City. Seven and oh as a dog by five points or more. Straight up? Against the spread. Oh, interesting. And so a lot moving to Herbert's way here. Kansas City doesn't win big. We saw that last week. I, I just they won by 11. I just don't get it. Yep. I think the Chargers are bad. Like, their two wins this year against Minnesota and Vegas. And Dallas. I just. Oh, no, they lost They're Dallas. two and three. Yeah. They lost Dallas. I, just, yeah. I, I just don't no, get no. it. I, I think I lean Kansas City, but everything about Justin Herbert indicates this will be a one touchdown game. I'm just off of it. I'm out. Uh, yeah, Justin. They don't know how to close games. Yeah. It's been the story of his career. Chiefs minus five and a half. I'm trusting Mahomes at Arrowhead. This is what they're supposed to do, win divisional games. And in a slate I didn't like too much, I'm going with the Chiefs minus five Sunday and a half. Sunday night football, great game. A pair of five and one teams. Oh. Miami at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles at home minus two and a half. A lot of the stuff I read this week was this is a Miami play. This is a Miami play. Philadelphia is beaten up. I don't like it. Miami has played one game against a real team all year, and they lost by four touchdowns at Buffalo. Their wins, Chargers, New England, Denver, Giants, Panthers. Us three could take them on a three-on-three. Eagles are off a loss, and and they're at home. I'm in play. Philadelphia by a field goal. I'm just going to sit back and 
relax. Watch this game. Okay. I'll probably end up betting on it. Yeah, I got the Eagles here minus two and a half. Jalen Hurts, fourth best quarterback since 2020 <laughs> in terms of covering the spread. If I'm going to oh, throw these the brat nuggets. statistical nuggets out there, hey, it's going to be the Eagles probably in their black uniforms. Prime time. Miami ain't ready for it. I wish everyone could see Brad's reaction. Monday <laughs> night football. Niners laying a firm touchdown and an extra point at Minnesota. 92% of the money, fellas, on the Niners. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I don't know the status of McCaffrey, so I'm out. Yep. All right. <laughs> he didn't practice today. Yeah. I did. John's got the Patriots, Lions, Cardinals, Chiefs, Eagles. We got to do the Michigan-Michigan State game. Wolverines at Spartans. 24 and a half right now. It closes for us. Fellas, what do you like? I don't need any stats for this one. I've seen <laughs> Michigan play. I've seen Michigan State play. I'll take Michigan to cover. That mm. team sucks. I've been teasing all week that maybe Sparty covers. Hey, Mark D'Antonio is going to be on the sideline. It's prime time. Michigan State in their black uniforms. Uh, Take them, please. Minus 24 and a half. What? Going with the Wolverines. Wow, okay. I've got the Wolverines as well. I faded them last week. I won't get burned again. And those are the picks this week. Yeah. Well, you could run through yours and Ben's. You run. Th- you ran through mine. I did. I just want to. I just want to know what yours were, so I knew what to fade. Uh, I've got oh, Buffalo yeah, go. <laughs> as a favorite. Tampa as a favorite. Detroit as a dog. Sorry, that was my one dog. Seattle as a favorite. Philadelphia as a favorite. And I got Michigan as a favorite. Last week I played five of six dogs. This week five of six favorites. I played five road teams this week. <laughs> Jack- I like it. I liked your card. I, hey, some weeks are just weeks in the NFL where yep. all the road teams win. I've got Jacksonville minus one and a half tonight. Browns minus three against the Colts. Lions minus three in Baltimore. Raiders minus two and a half against Justin Fields, nine fingers. Steelers plus three and a half in LA. Again, Thursday night football coming your way tonight. Jacksonville at New Orleans kickoff and our coverage beginning at 8.15 right here on Sports Radio, 100.9 the mid. And got to remind you, tomorrow night, following the payoff, we've got Midland and Dow week nine playoff implications in that one for both schools right down the road. At Midland Community Stadium, John Vicari will be on the call. I'm pumped. Can't wait to have that one for you, beginning with pregame coverage at 6.50. We'll be talking about it all night long, beginning at 6, right here on The Payoff. And, fellas, another great show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Another reminder that you can listen from wherever and whenever on all of your favorite podcast apps by searching for The Payoff. might take you a minute. Shoot us five stars after you listen for uh, the first time. And, uh, again, appreciate you tuning in today as we send it out to our friends at Fritz Frick's Sports Bar. Travis McCurdy, take it away.